Hey, Tam. I am back. <sighs> it's just, you know, I have to be about my father's business, and that is on this podcast and out off of this podcast. I got a family to take care of, a home to take care of. Listen, guys, like, but I, I'm here to tell you with the save the Lord. I'm still here. <laughs> it's just, you know, like, I can't, I have to be a doer. I can't be a hypocrite. I'll be a doer. If I, if I give you the word, I take this word in for myself too, okay? So, let's just bow our heads in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I humbly come to your throne, Lord. I pray that you just bind up any distraction, any hindrance, any any evil doer that try to come up against this word, Lord. I pray for breakthrough. I pray for healing. I pray for wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, Lord. I pray that people will be set free today, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray that you just anoint my my tongue, Lord. Give the words that you know your children need to hear, Father, in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over them, Lord. I plead the blood of Jesus over myself. I plead the blood of Jesus over this word, Lord. I pray that you water every seed that is planted, Father, by the blood of Jesus, Lord. And that is in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Okay, family. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter two. Ten. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter ten. I'm sorry. And we are going to read. Okay, we're going to read the whole chapter. But let's talk about mental illness. What it is called in the world. Okay? It is called... Okay, mental... I'm reading it off of Google. I just typed in mental illness. Mental illness, also called mental health disorder, refers to a wide range of mental health conditions. Disorders that affect your mood thinking, and behavior. Examples of mental illness include depression, anxiety disorders, schizophrenia, eating disorders, addictive disorders, and and addictive behaviors. So, it's, everyone says, you know, I hear a voice in my head. And then there's people that don't want to admit that they hear voices in their head. And I'm here to tell you, we all hearing voices in our head, okay? Because if everything starts in the spiritual realm, right, and we identify things by our words, when you hear these words in your head, when you hear these unwanted thoughts in your head, um, Lord, how am I going to say this? Give me words, Lord. You become confused. You're like, this is an unwanted thought. Like, how can I get this unwanted thought out of my mind? It's making me feel uncomfortable. It's making me feel shaky. I feel like I'm not even a part of my body anymore. 
is making me feel suicidal. I just don't want to be, I feel like I'm a prisoner in my mind. Okay? This is the episode to allow you to get more understanding. Take this word back to the Lord, family. I know y'all know this by now, but take this word back to the Lord. Allow him to expand, what is it? Expand what I'm saying, because he is endless. I am a human being, okay? Can't put him in a box. He's big. Let's go to... Verse 2. Well, no, let's start at verse 1. Now I, Paul, appeal to you with gentleness and kindness of Christ. Though I realize you think I am timid in person and bold only when I write from far away, well, I am begging you now so that when I come, I won't have to be bold with those who think we act from human motives. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons and not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Listen, it's the in your mind. This applies to in your mind. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have become fully obedient, we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. Listen, when I'm on this podcast talking to you, I'm capturing your rebellious thought. And I'm, I'm replacing it with what God said. And as you read a word and you begin to let the Lord teach you who you are, you're able to catch your rebellious thought and put it where and put what God said is so where it's supposed to be okay and now you're like well how are we how am I supposed to catch it because let me tell you something I asked the Lord before because we're going to get to um how you have to cast down vain imaginations you have to cast them down and I was like Lord how do I cast down a vain imagination I don't understand it and he was like say I cast down this vain imagination in Jesus name and and I said I began to say it and then, listen, and I believed it. And the thoughts would just go away. And then also, um, I was like, well, Lord, like, that's all? And he was like, that's it. That's all you have to say. I cased down his vain imagination. I'm not going to think about this in Jesus' thing. Okay? Is that easy, family? Is that easy? <laughs> now... I, I, when I say it's that easy, hold on, okay? Let's go to First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Stay alert, watch out for your your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. 
Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation, all power to him forever. Amen. Okay? So when I say it's that easy, you just see right here, it says, so after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And you're like, God is good, so why I got to suffer for a while? I know that's what you're thinking. So let's go back to 2 Corinthians. Chapter 10. Let's go to verse 17. As the scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. When people commend themselves, it doesn't count for much. The important thing is for the Lord to commend them. Okay? I'm I'm building my case. I'm setting my scene. Stay with me. God is good, but why do I have to suffer a while? So let's go to chapter 12 in 2 Corinthians. Paul vision and his thorn in the flesh. This boasting will do no good, but I must go on. I will reluctantly tell about visions and revelations from the Lord. I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether I was in my body or out of my body, I don't know. Only God knows. Yes, only God knows whether I was in my body or outside my body. But I do not. I do know that I was caught up to paradise and heard things so astounding that they cannot be expressed in words. Things no human is allowed to tell. That experience is worth boasting about. But I'm not going to do it. I will boast only about my weakness. If I want to boast, I will be no fool in doing so because I'll be telling the truth. But I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me. And to keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness. So that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness. My weaknesses. And in my insults, hardships, persecutions, troubles. That I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. If everything's always good, how could you really understand the power of God? You you understand, like, sometimes we call our kids, you being ungrateful, you spoiled, 
you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a take this away so you can, you can see what it's like to, cause you, 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 like, you don't want your kids to get so, um, you don't want them to become like rebellious adults, like just, just used to getting whatever they want. So you teach them, you discipline them. That's the same thing with God. He's like, I love you too much to let you get puffed up with pride. I love you too much. I want to give you all the things that I have for you, but I need you to know who I am first. I need to show you who you are. I need to show you my power and my power can work best in your weakness. You get me, fam? Lord, I pray for the wisdom, understanding, and the knowledge from my family right now in the name of Jesus. Um, where are we going next, Lord? Okay. Let's go to James chapter 4. Drawing close to God. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want. You want only what gives you pleasure. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you know, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously, as the scriptures say. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. Okay, he's just telling me to keep reading. Warning against judging others. Don't speak evil against each other, dear brothers and sisters. If you criticize and judge each other, then you are criticizing and judging God's laws. But your job is to obey the law, not to judge whether it applies to you. God alone, who gave the law, is the judge. He alone has the power to save or to destroy. So what right do you have to judge your neighbor? You don't know what God has for someone else. You can't put God in a box. You can't say what God would say and what he wouldn't say. You have no right. You don't know the plans that somebody God has for somebody. You don't know what that person is going through mentally. You don't know what's going on in their household. 
you see on the outward, but God sees on the inward. Yes, that person, he, they could be backsliding, but God knows their heart. God knows that they fight and they get closer to him. We don't know, man's heart. We, we go on the outward. God looks in the inward. That's why we need him in all of our ways. Look here, you who say, today or tomorrow, we are going to a certain town and will stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It is here a little while, then it's gone. You ought to say, what you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you are boasting about your own pretentious plans. And all such boasting is evil. Remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. So, this is why we have to stay in repentance. Now, I'm not saying every two seconds we need to be repenting. I'm not saying that. But that's why you have to follow the Lord's leading. That's why you have to understand that you're going to fall short. That's why you have to, um, Lord, what's, what do you want me to say? That's why we have to trust him in all of our ways because it'll seem right to us. We'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll, I ain't going to wash the laundry today. I don't really feel like cleaning this today. And that's technically a sin. And it's giving a footway to the enemy. And, um, oh, it's a Bible verse that says, do not be ignorant of Satan's devices. Let me do that. Second Corinthians two and Hold on a second. I'm sorry, family. Like, my, I'm sitting here and I'm trying to get up on my Bible. That's what's like the brief silence. I'm sorry. But let me, because I'll just type it in on my computer. Well, I know y'all heard me typing, but I'm going to get the NLT version. Second Corinthians 2 and 11. So that Satan will not outsmart us, for we are familiar with his schemes. 
Another version says that no advantage may be gained over us by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Do not be ignorant of his devices, okay? He will use something so small to turn it into something so huge to you. You have to cast down these thoughts when you receive them. Don't let these thoughts fester in your mind because then you'll catch yourself in a panic mode. You'll catch yourself feeling anxious. You get what I'm saying? You know, because God said he does not give you a spirit of fear, but of peace, love, and a sound mind, okay? He did not give you a spirit of fear. He does not give you a spirit of confusion. When you start feeling like that, that's when you have to cast that down. And you have to, you have to, you know, ask the Lord, like, Lord, what do, what, what do I say? Go to the Lord and ask him. He'll tell you. Um, what else? Um, Lord, what else is there? Okay. It says, verse 14 says, but I am not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get punished, punishment their wicked deeds deserve. So even when you're sitting there, right, you might be sitting there watching TV. And you're just watching TV and you're minding your business. And then all of a sudden, you're in full-blown anxiety. But that's because there could have been a, th- a seed planted in your head like, you know, you got a bill due. What you going to do about it? And it's always about humbling yourself. Humble yourself. Allow the Lord to be God. That's when you just be like, I gave it to the Lord. You get what I'm saying? Do not be ignorant of his devices, fam. Um, let's go to Ephesians 6. And that says, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. And you will have long life on earth. Father, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with discipline and instructions that come from the Lord. Listen. Children are not called to be disrespectful to their parents. Because how can you obey God and you can't see him? But you can disobey your parents and you can see them. You get what I'm saying? They have authority over you, whether you like it or not. God has a sovereign authority over you, whether you like it or not. So if you are rebellious to your parents, how can you obey God? And and parents, in the same aspect. Because when he says fathers, he means parents, okay? We cannot treat our children any way that we feel like it. They're not ours god gave them to us yes but they're his kids first what gives you the right to talk down to your child whether listen what what just gives you the right that one word that you can say to a child they can hold on to that for a lifetime and they can take that into their family 
And then their kids could take that into their family. Do you get what I'm saying, fam? We cannot be ignorant of Satan's devices. We cannot do this, okay? We have to get into war mode. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. Masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Don't threaten them. Remember, you don't have the same. Ma- you, you both have the same master in heaven, and he has no favorites. Listen, you're on the workplace, in school. Respect that person. You are an example of Christ. When people see you, they should see Christ. I know we talked about this, fam, in a couple episodes ago. I know we did. But listen, the Lord's bringing it back up. You are his example. You should have Christ in you. Man, like people that are managers, bosses, CEOs, treat that person like a human being. Teachers, treat that person like a human being. Because what makes you different? What really makes you different from that person besides a title? What's the difference? They are human just like you are a human. They have feelings and emotions just like have you have feelings and emotions. Verse 10. A final word, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Okay, let me break this down. It's the spirit that'll be behind a person. And you have to ask God, God, reveal what spirit I am in. Am I in a spirit of rage? Am I in a spirit of anger? If I am in a spirit of resentment, am I being bitter? Lord, what what spirit am I in? Please tell me what I need to be repented for. Please allow me to know what I need to be delivered from, Lord. We are not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're not doing that. We're wrestling against demonic spirits. And I know y'all like heavenly places. Like, what you mean? Heavenly places. They're going to accuse you because they want to be when they want you to be guilty. That's why you need to be in a repentive state. That's why you need to be um, you know, pleading the blood of Jesus. They're going to accuse you of sin.
Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor that you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Now, remember when we was talking a little while back, every when you hear voices in your head and you're feeling these feelings that make you feel uncomfortable, that is a time of evil. We have the knowledge between good and evil. When you are feeling the evilness, that is when you go into war. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm against your standing and stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. The, the belt, listen, get into the word. Fire, I will the next episode, God willing, because I don't I'm not gonna say that this is definitely what the next episode is gonna be about, but warfare prayers. If I don't talk about it in the next episode, most likely I put it in the description box down below. Some good warfare prayers. That's your belt of truth. And the body armor of God's righteousness. God is good. For shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news. That you will be fully prepared. Rest in his peace. Rest in it. Allow him to fight it for you. Use his words to fight it. Okay. I know you like, I can't grip my peace. I'm in panic. I understand. But it's time to go into fight mode. Don't listen to the lies. Get into warfare. Get into praise. Get into worship. When you've got your praise music on, you are praising the Lord. You are fighting in the spiritual realm because you lift his name up to the highest praise. Okay? The the demons cannot take that. They have to flee at that. They have to bend at that. You get what I'm saying? In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Paul was in chains. He was locked up for the word, okay? He was locked up for the word. This, he, While he wrote this, he was locked up for the word. The enemy's going to lie to you. He's going to say things to you. He's going to try to make you have doubts. He's going to try to make you have fears. He's going to try to take you there because he needs your energy to feed on. He needs you to look to think of it as fishing. You throw your bait into the water and you wait for the fish to bite it. Once the fish bites it, you can reel the fish in. But if you dunk it in the water and then you reel it in and, and the, fi- the fish don't catch the bait, you're not going to catch a fish. You need the fish to catch the bait in order to catch the fish. Okay. Now let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Okay, we're doing good. 31 minutes. (laughs) Promise rest for God's people. God's promise of entering his rest still stands. 
So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. For this good news that God has prepared his rest has been announced to us just as it was to them. But it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listen to God. For only we for only we who believe can enter his rest. As for others, God said, in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. Listen, and earlier, the Lord had told me, and I wrote it down, there will be no rest for the wicked. There will be no rest for the wicked. Even though this rest has already been already been ready since he made the world, we know it is ready because of the place in the scriptures where it mentioned on the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work. But in the other passage, God said, there will never be they will never enter my place of rest. So God's rest is there for people to enter. But those who first heard this good news failed to enter it because they disobeyed God. So God said another time for entering his rest. And that time is today. God announced this through David much later in his words already quoted. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Take that in, bro. Take that in, sis. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. In the name of Jesus. Now, if, if Joshua had succeeded in giving them this rest, God would not have spoken about another day of rest still to come. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest has rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter the rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest, two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit between joint and marrow it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires nothing in all creation is hidden from god everything is naked and exposed before his eyes and he is the one to whom we are accountable okay that's why when you when you're feeling these feelings you have to get into war mode his word is alive his words is uh, is powerful. That's how you cast down these imaginations. That's how you bind up these principalities. This is how you can destroy these evil rulers by God's word. Get into his word in the name of Jesus. So then since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the son of man, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testing we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There, will be, there we will receive his mercy, and he will find grace to help us when we need it the most. And we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. Family, we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. 
We are not fighting against that. We are fighting against demonic forces. Okay? Traps that the enemy is setting up. Okay? And then you know what he goes and does when you fall into the trap? He accuses you. He goes and he accuses you of sin. Be repentive. Turn from your ways. Ask for forgiveness. Allow the Lord to examine your heart. Family, I know I'm saying these things over because it's so important. You have the knowledge between good and evil. Your power is in what you believe. Do I want to believe good or do I want to believe evil? Do I want to hear the good? Do I want to believe the good words of the Lord? He calls it the good news. Do I want to hear the good news or do I want to listen to myself? Do I want to listen to the enemy? Get into your word, family. Okay. The Lord told me just now, he said, give you a few warfare prayers. So, well, warfare scriptures. So, let's go to warfare. Okay, let me, give me a moment, family, because he just dropped this. He said, go give them some warfare scriptures. Um, Sorry, family. I can't um I can't multitask that much because listen, I will start typing. <laughs> I will start typing what I'm saying to you. Okay. So I'm sorry for the brief moments of silence. This is time for you to get your pen and paper ready. I should have said that in the beginning. I'm so sorry. I am human. You could definitely, we just read in Ephesians, so go back and read that. Go read 2 Corinthians again, for we do not wage war. I'm going to just write the ones down that we have already did. I started off um, those, but you can write down Psalms 91, verses 1 to 16. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the the Lord, I will say to the Lord, my refuge said, oh my gosh, I'm tearing this up. My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, 
for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is his shelter and buckler and you will not fear the terror of night nor the arrows that flies by day. Okay, this is the ESV version. So let me, I'm, I told you I typed this in. So that's why I'm sitting here like, but this is the ESV version. So let me just go to NLT real quick. Because I prefer just NLT. But I had already started reading at that point. I'm, I'm not, um, I just pray that like, <laughs> y'all are like, I come to y'all as real and raw, okay? I, I come to y'all real and raw because that's the that's the only way that I feel comfortable is if I'm being myself. You can write down Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Deuteronomy twenty eight seven. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Um, Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Um... Yes, this is one of my favorite ones. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For who is in you? He who is in you is greater than he that lives in the world. Do you hear me? He that lives in you is greater than he that lives in the world. Okay? The weapons were formed against you, but they shall not prosper in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. Do you Listen, the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is living in you. Okay? Listen. Romans 8, 37, you are more than a conqueror. John 10, 10, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Listen, Luke one thirty seven. For nothing will it be impossible with God. Listen, it's so much more, fam. Get into your word. I gave you a few scriptures to get you started, family. Listen, you shall fear no evil. Okay. The devil has no power over you. I love y'all, fam. And, you know, when I, when I'm, I, I, I believe we talked about this earlier, but when I'm giving you examples, 
it's because I, I ultimately want you to take that back to the Lord so he can expound it onto you more so then he can tell you what the spirit behind it is. Okay? But he's giving you the power to defeat it all. You can do it. Because he that lives in you is greater than he that lives in the world. I love y'all. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that this word just fills them, Lord. I pray that this word fills your children, Father. I pray that this word opens the door to, to go ask you for more wisdom and understanding, Lord. I pray that these seeds that are planted can be watered by your living waters, Lord. I pray that the truth shall prevail, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray that no enemy can come against any of these seeds and try to take it away from any of your children, Lord. I just pray that they come thirst after you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for my family, Lord. I thank you for each brother and sister, Lord. I love them all, Lord, and I know that you love them. And that's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. We love y'all, family. We love y'all. And I just thank God for y'all so much, okay? You don't know how much you guys mean to me. You just don't know. I will talk to y'all later. I love y'all, and Jesus loves y'all. Bye.